Welcome to Twisted Tales of Madness and Murder Presents Under the Tree. Rachel, in her thirties, wearing a form-fitting red dress with her brunette-tied hair perfectly in place, sits on a plush couch with her black high heels off, drinking a glass of wine as she stares at a beautiful Christmas tree decorated in twinkling white lights and ornaments on each branch. A collection of presents, meticulously wrapped in a variety of different color wrapping papers, sits underneath, waiting to be opened. Rachel slowly scans the large, extravagant living room, complete with a large fireplace and crackling fire, before her eyes finally settle on a cell phone laying on the couch cushion next to her. She takes a drink of wine, staring at the cell phone. Rachel takes a deep breath, then slowly reaches over and grabs the phone. She scrolls through a series of text messages before growing irritated and tosses it back on the couch. She takes another drink of wine as Eric, in his 40s, wearing slacks and a dress shirt with a loosened tie, walks into the living room carrying a beer. Hey baby, by chance have you seen my phone? I've been looking for it all over and I can't find that fucker anywhere. Rachel, without saying anything, casually reaches over, picking up the phone and holding it up. Eric stares at it. That's weird. I don't remember leaving it on the couch. Rachel shakes the phone in her hand. And yet here it is. Eric, confused, walks over and grabs the phone out of Rachel's hand. That reminds me. I was trying to call you earlier today, but you never picked up. Rachel just shrugs her shoulders. <laughs> Guess I was busy doing some last-minute things. What things? Rachel takes a sip of wine. Just things. Eric, not sure how to react to her response, glances at his phone, then slides it into his pocket as he turns and studies the Christmas tree. Maybe it's just me, but I think this is the best goddamn tree we've ever had. Eric takes a drink of his beer as he steps back. I mean, look how full this fucker is. It's perfect. Eric takes another swig. What do you think? Eric glances over at Rachel, who in turn just gives him a forced smile before taking another sip of her wine. What's going on? Are you okay? Rachel slowly cocks her head to one side, looking at Eric, perplexed. Am I okay? <laughs> Whatever do you mean? Would there be a certain reason as to why I wouldn't be okay? Eric stares back at her as he shrugs his shoulders. Obviously, I don't know, which is why I'm asking. You just seem not like yourself, is all. Rachel shrugs her shoulders nonchalantly. Well, I suppose we all have days like that, don't you think? I mean, the holidays tend to create an atmosphere of chaos in general, wouldn't you say? So you're saying that you're like this because of the holidays? I mean, yesterday you, you seemed just fine. Rachel gently taps her lips with her finger. I did? Interesting. Rachel finishes her glass of wine, then stands up and walks toward the kitchen. Perhaps another glass of wine will lighten my so-called unpleasant mood so that I am more entertaining and pleasing to you. God forbid I cause any kind of friction between us. Eric shakes his head, 
Come on, really? You know I wasn't saying anything like that, Rachel. Rachel throws a hand up as she steps into the kitchen. Well then, a thousand apologies are due to you, my dear sweet husband. The love of my life. (laughs) The one person in this world I can trust the most. Rachel disappears into the kitchen, but quickly sticks her head back out. I can still trust you, right? Eric, insulted, glares at Rachel. What the hell kind of question is that? Of of course you can. Rachel gives Eric a quick thumbs up. Fantastic. Just the response I was hoping to hear. Rachel stares at Eric intently, then lets a small smile creep across her face before disappearing into the kitchen again. Eric, still trying to process Rachel's question, stands, staring at the entrance of the kitchen, waiting for Rachel to reappear. I don't know what's going on with you tonight, but I'm getting this vibe that something happened today that you really don't want to tell me about. Did you fuck up the car or something? Rachel, carrying a fresh glass of wine, stops right in front of him. (laughs) Of all the things in this world you could be worried or concerned about, the car is what comes to your mind? Rachel glares at Eric. Don't worry about your precious little automobile. Nothing happened to it. Eric throws his hands up in the air. What the fuck? Are you kidding me right now, Rachel? You're really going to stand there and tell me that there's nothing wrong when I can see that there's clearly something bothering you. Why don't you just tell me what it is? Rachel takes a drink of wine. Are you really going to stand there and ask me all these ridiculous questions? I've already told you that nothing is wrong. Eric stares at Rachel intently. That's the truth? Rachel's eyes grow wide as she stares back at Eric. You keep circling around to that word, insinuating that I may be, in fact, somehow lying to you in some form or fashion. Do you really want to dive into the depths of that word with me right now, Eric? Eric leans back. Jesus Christ, Rachel. What has gotten in you tonight? Rachel takes another drink of wine. (laughs) Like I said, the holidays have me all wound up and shit. All this last minute running around has made me feel not like myself. Rachel holds up the glass of wine. But good God willing, one or two more of these little beauties and I will get through this night and wake up a brand new woman. Rachel walks over to the couch and sits back down. Eric shakes his head, still confused by her mood, then glances under the tree at all the presents. Well, I think I have just the thing that will turn your mood around. Now, I'm not trying to toot my own horn or anything, but I'm pretty sure the big present I got you this year will definitely go down as the best present you've ever gotten in your life. Eric looks back at Rachel, who is staring back at him. Well, isn't that just the biggest coincidence? I was literally thinking the same thing about your gift. At first, I didn't think I had the right gift for you. But I'll be damned if inspiration didn't just pop up out of nowhere and present me with the opportunity of acquiring the most creative gift ever. (laughs) Eric smiles at her. Well, I certainly do like the sound of that. Maybe I don't say it enough, but you are so fucking pretty, Rachel. (sighs) 
Well, aren't you just the sweetest? Rachel smiles at Eric. Those words make my gift to you so much better. Eric turns to the tree and kneels down, grabbing a small, thin present wrapped in red foil paper, then turns back to Rachel. I know we always wait to open our big presents until after everything else, but I was thinking we could change things up a little this year and open them first. What do you think about that plan? Rachel stares at Eric for several seconds before saying anything. Is that what you really want to do? Yes, because I, I can't wait any longer for you to see what I got you. If that is what you truly want to do, then I say let's do it. Eric walks over and hands Rachel the present. However, I have one stipulation that I must insist upon. Eric looks at Rachel with a cocked eyebrow. And what would that be? I must insist that you open the present from me first. That's your stipulation? Rachel nods her head. Yes, it is. Eric takes a drink of his beer. Well then, consider it done. Eric turns and walks back over to the tree, looking at the presents underneath. Uh, which one is it? It's the one wrapped in the glittery gold paper with the silver bow. Eric scans the presents. Oh, that big sucker? That's the one. Eric, smiling, reaches under the tree, grabbing the present and carefully picking it up. God damn, it's heavier than I expected. Eric slowly stands up, studying the box. I don't have a fucking clue what it is. Rachel takes another sip of wine. (laughs) You could guess over and over, but I guarantee you will never figure it out in a million years. Eric looks at Rachel, then at the present. These are the best kinds of presents. I I hate knowing what I'm going to get. Surprises are the best. Then you're going to fucking love this one, baby. Eric walks over to the couch and sits down next to Rachel. He glances at the present, then at her. So should I just open it now, or what? Rachel shrugs her shoulders. Unless you just want to sit there and stare at the fucking thing all night. Eric looks back down at the present. You did such an incredible job wrapping it, baby girl. This paper is beautiful. Eric looks up at Rachel. Just like you. Rachel smiles at Eric. (laughs) Somebody must really want some head tonight for Christmas. Eric stares at Rachel, insulted. That wasn't my intention at all by saying that. I I I really was just saying... Rachel holds her hand up, stopping Eric. Oh, it's all good. Don't worry. I have a feeling you are going to get your wish tonight. Eric, smiling, reaches over and puts his hand on Rachel's leg. What are you waiting for? Open it already. Eric pulls his hand back and starts to unwrap the box as Rachel gets up and walks around to the back of the couch, standing right behind Eric, staring down at him. Eric looks back at her. What are you doing? Don't stop now. You've almost got it opened. All right, all right. I I think you're more excited than I am. You have no idea. Eric goes back to the present and peels back the tape, 
holding the box closed, then prize it open, revealing the crudely severed bloody head of a blonde woman. What the fuck? Eric jumps back in horror, just as Rachel drags the blade of a shiny sharp knife across his throat, instantly spilling his blood. Eric, desperate, quickly reaches up to his throat and clasps his hands around it in an attempt to stop the bleeding. I'm not so sure that's really going to work there, sport. Eric glances back at her as blood dribbles out through the gaps in his fingers. See? I told you you would be getting some head tonight. Eric struggles to his feet and staggers around the living room as Rachel, with a smile, watches him. Where the fuck do you think you are going to go? You are literally bleeding out like the fucking pig you are. Eric, still clutching his neck as blood flows through his fingers, takes several more steps before falling into the Christmas tree and knocking it over. Rachel, still holding the knife, casually strolls over and looks down at Eric. (sighs) So much for the best fucking tree we ever had. Rachel slowly kneels down, glaring at Eric as he stares up at her with wide eyes. This is all your fucking fault, you know. Things were actually going good between us for once. We had something special, but no. You had to go and fuck it all up by fucking around on me again. Rachel pokes Eric in the cheek with the tip of the knife. I let it go the first time you stepped out on me. But this time, this time you're gonna fucking pay for sliding that cock in another pussy. Rachel points the knife down at Eric. That bitch's head in a box is all your fucking fault. She'd be alive and still have her head attached had you not decided you had to stick your dick in her. Eric tries to speak, but is only able to manage a gurgle. Save your fucking lying breath, you cocksucker. I saw your phone and the conversations you were having with Tracy. I saw the late night calls you had after I went to sleep. Rachel stabs Eric in the side (coughs) with the knife. I fucking tracked your fucking car by putting one of those GPS trackers on it. You seriously fucked that cunt over at the Motel 6? Rachel stares into Eric's wide eyes as blood continues pouring out of his neck and side. I fucking did everything for you. I worked out extra hard to keep this body in tip-top shape. I fucking let you come on my fucking face just to keep you happy. Rachel takes the butt of the knife and smashes Eric in the face. I let you play with my asshole even though I fucking hated it. Rachel stabs (coughs) Eric several times in the stomach. I hope she was worth your death. Rachel slowly stands up, then walks toward the couch, when all of a sudden the doorbell rings. Rachel, irritated, looks over at the door. Now who the fuck could that possibly be? Rachel looks back at Eric. Don't tell me that's another piece of ass you've been sliding your cock into. Rachel opens the front door, finding Becky in her thirties, the next door neighbor wearing a Christmas sweater and holding a tray of freshly baked cookies. Hello, neighbor. I was feeling extra festive tonight and decided to bake you and Eric some fresh cookies. These are my special recipe. Becky holds the tray up close to Rachel, who just stares. Are you okay? (gasps) Becky notices the bloody knife in Rachel's hand, then looks back at Rachel, noticing the blood on her. What happened? 
Where's Eric? Becky looks past Rachel, into the house, spotting the knocked-over Christmas tree, then Eric's dead, bloody body. Is Eric okay? Rachel casually glances back at Eric, then at Becky. Well, I'm pretty sure he's fucking dead, so the answer to that would be no. Becky drops the cookie, shattering the plate, then stumbles backward. <laughs> What's wrong, Becky? Is everything okay? Becky slowly holds her hands up. Please, don't hurt me. In one swift motion, Rachel suddenly raises the knife, sticking the point of it inches from Becky's face. That depends. Did you fuck my husband? Becky stares at the bloody knife, shaking her head adamantly, no. Rachel slowly lowers the knife. Oh, then you have nothing to worry about. Becky doesn't move as she stares nervously at Rachel. Would you please let me go? Rachel smiles. You don't need my permission to leave, Becky. You're an adult. I want you to have a very merry Christmas. Becky slowly moves away from the front door, then suddenly turns and runs, but stops when Rachel yells at her. Hey, Becky. Becky, terrified, looks back at Rachel. I really like what you all did with your lights this year. So fucking festive. Becky says nothing as she quickly turns away and runs into her house. Rachel stands in the doorway, slowly scanning the quiet neighborhood before stepping back and closing the door. Rachel casually walks over to Eric's body and stares at it for several seconds before walking over to the couch, dropping the knife on the floor and sitting down. Rachel reaches over, grabbing her glass of wine and taking a drink as she stares over at Eric's lifeless body, spilling blood all over the carpet. Rachel raises the glass toward Eric. Merry fucking Christmas, you piece of shit. Rachel glances over, noticing the thin, wrapped present on the couch. Oh, shit. Let's see what you got me that was so amazing. Rachel reaches over and picks up the present, feeling its light weight. Tell me you didn't get me another fucking necklace. I need another one of those like I need a hole in my fucking head. <laughs> Rachel puts her wine glass down and pulls the wrapping away from the box and stares at it in surprise. DNA today. What the hell is this bullshit? Rachel opens the lid of the box and pulls out a piece of paper with a yellow post-it note attached to it, reading, I found her. Found her? Found what? Rachel pulls the post-it note away and reads the report. Oh my god. Rachel drops the paperwork and stares at Eric in disbelief. Why didn't you just fucking tell me? Why did you have to wait? Why did you make it seem like you were sneaking around behind my back? Rachel starts gagging, causing <coughs> her to put her hand over her mouth. My fucking sister. Rachel looks over at Eric. Oh, you found my sister. Rachel struggles to her feet and looks down into the box with Tiffany's severed head in it. What the fuck have I done? 
Sirens can be heard in the distance. As Rachel walks over to the tree, she reaches down and picks up a medium-sized box, then walks back over to the couch and sits down. The sirens can be heard getting closer as Rachel pulls the wrapping paper off the box and opens it, revealing a handgun. Rachel loads the gun as she looks over at the box with Tracy's head in it. I'm sorry. Red and blue lights illuminate the living room through the windows as Rachel places the gun against her head. <laughs> oh, ain't life just a bucket full of motherfuckers? Rachel pulls the trigger, blowing her brains all over the couch as her body slumps over. This concludes the twisted tale, Under the Tree. Keep those ears open for future episodes of Twisted Tales of Madness and Murder Presents, anywhere you get your podcasts.